name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We love you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for this meeting. Indeed, it's time for big things. Thank you, Lord, because you always bring us your word in season. Thank you, Lord, because for every single person here, every single cell leader, BCF leader, pastor, Lord, you have come to the season of big things. Thank you, my Father. Thank you for filling our hearts with your word, with your will, with your purpose, and with your directions. Lord, we are moving in the Holy Ghost. Father, yesterday you said to me, you said it's time to move in the Holy Ghost. We are moving in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Just like Ezekiel said, the Spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me and set me upon my feet. It's time to move in the Holy Ghost. We are set upon our feet. We are set upon our feet. Lord, every single one here, we are set upon our feet. We are set upon our feet. We are moving by the Spirit of God. We are moving by the Spirit of God. This church is moving by the Spirit of God. The churches are moving by the Spirit of God. The PCS are moving by the Spirit of God. The cells are moving by the Spirit of God. Lord, we thank you. Testimonies are going to abound. Even in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Welcome someone tonight. As we take our seat. Thank you, choir. You're looking beautiful. And for every single person here, you're looking wonderful. Praise God. You're looking, you're looking good. Yes, you're looking serious. <laughs> oh, I would like to thank the two pastors who came to share with us. These were precious words. Very, very amazing. And um, Pastor David, thank you for sharing with us so powerfully. And I could, I could see that your, your leaders were really cheering you on here. As, as it's supposed to be. Yes. It, show, it shows that there's something in that church. Yeah. You shared with us so many amazing things. You know, sometimes when someone is sharing correct like that, you feel like joining him, like, you know, <laughs> you feel like, you know, uh, he mentioned the scripture, I remember the scripture. I said, like, oh, yeah, you know. It's just amazing. I was just enjoying myself. And every, yeah, and every time that, <laughs> and every time truth is shared, you cannot sit still because, yeah. Because truth, if you're, if, you're, if you're a lover of the truth, <laughs> if you're a lover of the truth, it resonates with your spirit. And you know that that's the right thing. That's the right thing. You know, becoming an expert in war. 
During the, my all nights, I shared on lessons from wars. And you see the train of thoughts are consistent because it's always the same everywhere. So thank you so much. Then Pastor Benjamin. You know, Pastor Benjamin, there's nothing he said here that was a lie. Everything he said here was true. You know, never take spiritual things lightly, especially when it's leaders. When it comes, when it says leaders, that's like an assembly for war. Always let those things be in your mind. When it say leaders, is an assembly for war. Those, those kind of things, Old Testament, very costly. Very costly. People can die because of that. And they call people for war and someone is sleeping. You know, we treat, we treat it with utmost importance. All right. You know, the church is not for us to admire. It is a place for transfer. People think the church is for us to admire in a sense that they come to church, they see how beautifully the pastor is preaching, they love it. Okay, so we'll, I said the church is not a place to admire. Like you come to church, oh, my pastor is so powerful. Oh, this person is so powerful. Oh, this singer is so powerful. We get it wrong. We come to see miracles in church. Say, ah, our church, when you come, there are miracles. No, that's not the reason for the church. The church is not a place to just come and admire things. The church is a place for transfer. When you read Psalm 63, David started to say, he said, Oh God, from verse 1, Thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee, my flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Then he says in verse 2, To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. What's he saying? He's saying, when I came to the sanctuary, there was no problem. I actually saw the power as he saw the glory. He said, but I'm fasting now. I'm praying. I am I'm longing to see your power and glory, not in the sanctuary, but in my world as I saw in the sanctuary. So whatever goes on in church, God is expecting you to take to your world. And that's the reason for the cell ministry. So the cell ministry is not really like that, like for a select few. Paul said, say unto Archippus that he should take heed to the ministry that he has received in the Lord, not of the Lord. If he had said of the Lord, that means Archippus has this unique ministry of the Lord. But he says, say unto Archippus that he should take heed to fulfill the ministry he has received in the Lord. Why? Because when we all come in the Lord, we all have a ministry. So when we, God is expecting that whatever we saw in the church, we should replicate in our world. We are supposed to transfer everything we saw here into our world. That is the real purpose of the church. So when God created the church here, he makes the church a prototype of what should be happening in your world, in your office. You should turn your office into a church. Now when we say turn your office into a church, are we expecting a puppet? No, that's not, the, that's not it. But we should turn into a place where men will fear God. You see, we are supposed to take it into our world. Our cell is supposed to have the same aura, 
the same possibilities, the same grace that we have seen in church. You see, so whatever you see in church, those times many years ago, well, every time we saw something in church, we didn't think, and I don't know, just, it's just amazing. Nobody taught us. Nobody taught us. We just felt like anything we saw in church, we should go and do this. So one of our amazing times was when time we come to church and maybe there was a convention or a conference and miracles happened, the next time, whatever secondary school we've been preaching to, to, in, they're in trouble because they will receive the same thing. So sometimes we'll go to a place and maybe in church, pastors prophesying and said, someone is receiving money. Now, someone, you are starting a new business. Now, we are going to this school. We are not even going to change the message. We are going to dub the same thing. Now, there are students who are not going to start any business, but we'll say it nevertheless. So we go there, we say, someone here, you are starting a business. And we talked, we talked like authorities. Meanwhile, we're apprentices. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, was, it was an understanding we had that whatever we saw, we took to our world. So God is expecting, you see, whatever you see in the house of God to be translated into your world. And that's the reason for the cell ministry. So the cell leader is supposed to understand this. Now, you know, sometimes people, the reason why I'm sharing faith for big things is sometimes some people don't really realize that they are not disadvantaged. It is true that there are some people with a grace. Don't, don't um, downplay that. There are some people with a grace. There are some people, they just have a grace. And that, with that grace, they will have people. All right? So they just have a grace. But... Instead of that, making you feel handicapped and that, oh, that means I don't have the grace. No, but in the kingdom, God has made provision for you to be able to catch up with anybody with the grace. Because faith provides us equity. In the Bible, you will see that Samson, there was an amazing circumstance surrounding his birth. This is a guy who is coming with an anointing. This is a man who is coming with a grace. He's coming with strength from the womb. This is a man who's coming with something that is powerful. I mean, this guy is amazing. I mean, this, he doesn't even have to express faith. And that's something about people who have the grace. Sometimes they don't have to express faith. It is a grace. You see, a lot of them are walking in in, in mercy. And because they are called to do it, every spiritual um, thing they need to support them to make their thing come to pass, they'll get it. But then, God is not planning that that one person is going to have it, then every other person will be sitting down watching and admiring. No. God puts that person there, but in the kingdom, faith is for equity. So, the person with faith, let me tell you this, will catch up. He just will start slow. The person with faith will catch up because God is not only a keeper of mercy, he's a keeper of covenant. So he will catch up. Now, let me even shock you. The person with faith will sustain what he's doing. Most of the people who had a grace and a calling, most of them failed along the line. Those who went by the principles and by faith, they continued because faith, even though it will start small, will pick up the momentum. And because faith is based on principles, the person will repeat it over and over. I know how to collect grace from people. 
I tell, I'm telling you, there's, there are things, there are some things that I, didn't, I couldn't do before. Those times, when we talk about cell ministry, it was Pastor Sylvester. He was very good in cell ministry. I was not so good in cell ministry, even though I was a good cell leader. But, you know, the ability to even communicate it and get people to go along with it, I was not so good with it. Everybody knew that it was Pastor Sylvester. And me, they gave me partnership. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knew that partnership, I would nail it. Then one other person was ministry materials. But I look at it, I said, no, I'll catch up. So I'll get closer to Pastor Sylvester. Why? Because I'm going to use the principles of the word of God, and in faith, I'll catch up. Same with the guy who was doing ministry materials. So at the end of the day, I could do everything. Why? Because God did not give the person the grace so that everybody will worship him. Anytime God gives somebody a grace, God has just made the person a model and a symbol and a sign that everybody can look upon and get the same grace. So, it, it now resonates, the scripture says, whosoever, that means it's correct, whosoever shall say unto this mountain. You see, faith will not make you equal, but it will give you equity. It will give you the same platform. So I said, I talked about Samson. Samson had an amazing anointing to be strong. There was a prophecy about his birth. There was no prophecy about David, but both of them entered Hebrews 11. <laughs> when you talk about those who may, both of them entered, it was Samson entered, David entered. Gideon was there. So you can see that faith will give you. So these two guys, Samson killed lion, David killed lion. Because faith gives you equity. So don't look at someone and say, the person has a great for it. No, act your faith. Put your faith to work. And yesterday I talked about, you know, three things that help your desire. Okay, maybe we should go to um, um, Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three. He said, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever I said. You know, when it comes to the subject of faith, sometimes I'll need like eight days, but I'll try and push as much as I can today. I'm not, I'm, I can do a faith at all. You know faith at all. I can talk about faith for three days straight. <laughs> because the Bible is full of it. Without it, it's impossible to please God. It says, Verily I say unto you that whosoever, can you imagine? There's no special grace for this thing. Whosoever. Jesus has just done it. And Jesus said, I did it, and you, you can also do it. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, Jesus now breaks it down in verse 24. He's talking about the same thing. He makes it simpler. And not only simpler, it's because sometimes this statement in verse 23 is more general. In verse 24, he now comes to the specifics of it. Why? Because sometimes you can speak to a mountain and it won't move. What you need to do is you need to retreat and start breaking down the process. So sometimes someone will say, 
Oh, pastor, I went and I said, I'll get 100 people, and it did not happen. Okay? So that means you have to retreat and break down the process. Jesus one time tells his disciples, when he was told that Lazarus is dead, he said, oh, he will not die. Then, four days later, they said, he's dead. Jesus did not say, oh, my word has filled. He said, let's go. Because we have to break down the process at this point. When he goes, he doesn't just go and wake him up. He first of all prays. He begins to weep. Then stands up and acts his faith. You see, even though he had said before that he will not die, the guy died. And Jesus refused to agree that he was dead. He said he's asleep. So he has to go there and break down the process. So Jesus gives us how we break down the process. He says in verse 24, he said, verse 24, Mark 11. He said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. So I said, the process of faith always starts with this. Whatsoever ye desire. Whatsoever ye desire. What things soever ye desire. What things soever ye desire. Oh boy. What things soever ye desire. And I told you yesterday, I said, desire is where everything starts. Some Christians don't have desire. You know what the Bible said in the book of Isaiah? It was talking about when they were going to exile. He said that, he said, your sons will become eunuchs in the palace. He said, your sons will become eunuchs in the palace. What's a eunuch? What's a eunuch? A eunuch is someone who has been castrated. And that was one of the curses that God said will happen to them when they go into exile. So Nebuchadnezzar made the ones who went to the palace, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and them, he made them eunuchs. Why? You can be in the palace and be a eunuch. You see, who is a eunuch? A eunuch cannot give birth only for one reason, because he has no desire. Because he's been castrated, he cannot have a desire for a woman. So it's one of the curses of the exile. It was one of the curses of the exile. They will be unproductive because they'll become, you know, they can't have, they can't. So at that time, in those, in those days, the eunuchs were made to bath the queens. Because they know that this guy, no matter what, you cannot come and hear a story. <laughs> you cannot come back and hear a story. The guy, the guy can't do anything. Can you, have, you ever, have you ever met someone who can do anything? Uh, Pastor David said something. He said, you don't, a, a good man does not win a war. Let me say tell you something. There's a difference between a good man and a harmless man. Some men are good only because they are harmless. A eunuch, if you say this eunuch is a good man, God will not really agree with you. Why? Because you don't know what is going on in his heart. He can be, he might be thinking, hey, if not for this. You know? <laughs> He's just a harmless man. In fact, the word nice, the word nice, it comes from a Latin word, which means stupid. Like this guy. So sometimes people say, this is a nice guy. Like, they are trying to say, this guy can't do anything. Is it? Yes, so it's a nice guy. Nice guy. And let me tell you this. Sometimes some ladies, that is how they, 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 they treat some guys. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they treat some guys. You know, no, not zone. If you, if you are zone yourself, it's, it's fine. No, they'll be taking your money. They'll be spending the guy's money. Spend the guy's money. They'll tell him, he's a very nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy. They'll be, they'll be, they'll be taking the guy's money. He says, oh, 3,000, a guy will give him. 3,000, a guy will give him. Later, the guy says, 
He wants to marry her. He said, oh no. I see you asked my brother. <laughs> That's a very nice guy. <laughs> Praise God. Don't be nice, please. <laughs> Praise God. So, desire. So, I, I talked about, I, I actually mentioned three things, but I mentioned two. I told you three things that can, you know, help quickly, you know, augment your faith. All right? And I talked about when you fast and pray, the Bible says the spirit searches the heart because at this point you are dealing with your desire. If you realize that you have no desire for big things, you need the Holy Ghost to help you search your heart because there's a problem inside the heart. There's a problem inside the heart. Now, you'll be shocked what the Holy Ghost will bring out to you. Sometimes it can be something very small, very minute. You'll bring it out, you'll be shocked. By the time you, you are praying and asking him, he'll tell you, it's the way you sit down to eat. Pastor, how? <laughs> you know, how on earth? How can it be that? You know, some of these things, they're a reflection of the kind of mentality we have had over the years. Somebody else could have that same. I remember many years ago when I came to church, I came with my cousin, all right? I came with my cousin. When we came to church, he had been in church before me, but then we come to church and he heard from Pastor Bionini, like, you're a king, don't just walk anywhere. You're a king, don't just talk anyhow. You're a king, don't just do it. So he had been hearing, I've never heard it. So one day, one time we closed from church, as we we're going, usually we used to take car at um, Circle. Around the roundabout. Now it's, it's, it's different. So we'll be going. So you, I didn't know what he's been hearing, but I've come to church. I'm on fire. As we're going, you know, when you want to cross the road, usually when you cross, there's this barricade in the middle. Then you have to cross and cross the other side of the road. Good. So we get there, and I move straight ahead, and I go and I jump. <laughs> I jump. Then he jumps with me, and we cross the other side. Then he was moody. I said, why are you moody? He said, I'll never do this again. I'm a king. I thought, whoa, whoa. So I asked him, I said, so is that part of what they teach you in church? <laughs> and he says, yes. He said, Pastor Bionis said, we should not do that. He said, we should take the bridge. He said, a king walks like a king. You see, so you can actually believe the word of God and say, you are a king, say amen. But then you walk out and you start walking like a slave. It is affecting your faith. Why? Because you are not marrying your actions and your believing. Hey. This thing they are teaching us in church today. But they are very basic. Sometimes how you sit down to eat. That might not give you a miracle tomorrow if you, if you eat properly, right? If you eat properly, it might not give you a But it is the process of faith. You are working on something inside. Sometimes the way you eat. There's a way kings eat. See, I'm not saying go and buy expensive food. 
But even if you buy it at the backyard, take it home and go and eat. Instead of sitting there and ridiculing yourself. The food doesn't have to be expensive. Buy the one you enjoy. Life is in faces. So buy the gobe. But, but as a cell leader, your member can meet you there. Your member met you. He sees you immediately begins to think, hey, our offering. <laughs> People think these things are over the bar. No, there are some things we have to work on, even the way we walk. Even this IPC pastor was talking about walking. Say so you have to walk with dignity. Because you have to marry what you believe in, how you're acting. You know some people say, we are kings and priests. But it has not registered because if you're a king, there's a way kings walk. You know where I learned walking from? I learned walking from Pastor Sylvester. There's a way he walks. Those times when he was walking, he was coming. Said, wow, this is really nice. This is really nice. And if you're a lady and you know that heels are not for you, drop it. <laughs> drop it. Drop it. Don't, don't, don't disturb yourself. Go. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Drop it, wear your flats, and walk majestically. You understand? Yeah. We are kings. Yeah? Are you listening? There's a way we walk. When people see us, they should, you see, the, <laughs> when your brethren see you, even sometimes you're walking into cell meeting, there should be this aura around you. There should be this thing around you. you there, there's a way you carry the glory. You don't carry the glory walking anyhow. There's a way you carry the glory. And when you don't talk too much, you are respected. See, there's a way kings are. Have you ever been in a school where there was a royal person in the school? You can see the training. There's a training for royalty. If it is public bus you're going in for, go with all majesty. <laughs> go with majesty. Notice where they are fighting. <laughs> they are fighting to enter the bus. They are fighting to, then you have kicked. <laughs> I've kicked somebody, he's just falling. Everybody's like, no. No, you don't do that. And you say, where we, where we come from, we don't do that. Sometimes God is just watching you. Someone say, faith for big things. Faith for big things. Right? So he says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. So I talked about, first, the spirit will set you and bring something out. Then secondly, I talked about Hearing the word of God from the man sent to you. Okay? I said that that person perfects your faith. The man of God, God has sent to you, he perfects your faith. So, okay, look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Now, sometimes people think we just raise these jargons from nowhere. No, they're in the Bible. Verse 10. He said, night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face. What? And might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. You see, that's the amount of God. He says, we'll perfect that which is lacking in your faith. When I listen to the man of God, Pastor Chris, it's like, 
I'm acting my faith, but something is, there's a support again. You know, something supports what I'm listening. You know, but he perfects what is lacking in my faith. So when you listen to a man of God, he perfects what is lacking in your faith. Sometimes it's not something that it is, you're not hearing new. It's something you probably have heard over and over. That same message, go and listen to it again. He perfects that which lacks in your faith. And the third one is a faith community. It also influences your faith and desire. A faith community. You see, when you are in a community of people who are faithless, you have no option. It will take you a lot to be different. When you read 1 Samuel 10, verse 6, Samuel told Saul, he says, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. When you, he didn't say there's going to be a special anointing. Maybe, let's look at it from verse 4. From verse 4. First one to ten, verse four, and they will salute thee and give thee two loaves of bread, which thou shalt receive of their hands. Verse five, he says, after that thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines, and it shall come to pass when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from a high place with a psaltery and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Then verse six, you get the context now, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee. How are these going to come upon you? You just have to go into their company. So a community of faith people will ignite something in your desire. All of a sudden, you see your desire facing toward a certain direction. A community of faith. Very important. All right. So, well, what I said concerning faith is too important. For example, I said some people are graced. There are some people who are born with some spiritual gifts. But Paul said, don't look at that. He said, desire. So you can come in there through desire. You see, he said, desire spiritual gifts. First Corinthians 14, from verse 1. He said, desire spiritual gifts. Desire spiritual gifts. He said, follow up to charity. He said, and desire spiritual gifts. That means I can desire it. You see, I can desire it and I'm going to get it. He says, but rather that he may prophesy. You can desire to prophesy. Now, same thing. There's some people, they have the gift of prophecy. There's some other people, they don't have the gift of prophecy, but if they desire it, they will catch up. <laughs> if they desire it, they will catch up. You see, for example, let me use these two of my, 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 my children to, to explain it to you. One of the people has a gift of prophecy. Nana. One person who did not have Claude, but Claude started acting his faith. He caught up. Now, both of them can prophesy. Nobody's wrong. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, when you're in a meeting and these two prophesy, you know that that is what the Lord is saying. Desire. Desire. But there's something about desire. Yesterday I talked about desire. You see, you can have desire and the desire has not conceived. You can have desire and the desire has not yet conceived. That's why we talk about strong desire. Because some desires are not yet strong. The desire, if the desire is going to make a difference, the desire will have to conceive. <laughs> the desire is going to conceive. Now, I told you yesterday, I said, take notice of there are certain uh, examples that are negative 
when it comes to desire in the Bible. I said, but negative or positive doesn't matter. It's the desire that matters. Desire doesn't have color. It doesn't have a direction. You direct the desire. Okay, so you look at James chapter 1 from verse 14. James chapter 1 verse 14. He said, but every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lusts. Give it to me in the NIV. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Now, there's something about desire. Desire is a force. What did he say? He said, the desire can drag you away. He says, everyone is tempted when we are dragged away. So desire can drag you. You know, if you understand what desire is, something is going to happen to your life. Something is going to happen to you. You know, there's some people... Like I said, they are eunuchs. They can't have desire. They will sit in a church where people are doing big things, but they are not moved. Refuse to be like that. I refuse to be like that. When you when you see people doing big things, you want to enter such meetings. So where are they meeting? What are they talking about? I want to hear it. Those people, those people. Listen, it has nothing to do with charisma. Some people have a charisma. Some people are charismatic. They can talk. I mean. There are some people, you know, you're wondering, this will be the last person to be able to do something massive, like if you are here. Very quiet. All she was doing in church when she came was counting offering. Yeah. Go sit down. All she was counting offering. Very quiet. You, you can't even imagine. Can you, sometimes you ask yourself, can this girl talk at all? Or we should take her to school of death and now? Because you, <laughs> she's so quiet, can, will not talk. Will not, you hardly even hear her say anything. So for a very long time, I didn't know what her voice sounded like. But today I heard her story. You see, you see, when she became a cell leader, he said she, 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 she made sure that she, she knew in her heart that she didn't want to just do ordinary things. You know, there was a desire. He said, the desire drags you away. He said, each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Desire can push you. You can be at the back. Desire will push you forward. Strong desire. Now, look at verse 15. Hmm. He says... Then, after desire has conceived, that's what I wanted you to see. Desire has to conceive. You need to get to the paint. <laughs> you need to get the paint part of the desire. That means you have to get to the, the, the zenith of the desire, a strong desire. You have to come to a point where the desire has nothing to do but to burst forth. Desire. Strong desire. How strong is the desire for a venue? You will see venue where people have not seen venue. Because you will see a place that nobody thought was a venue. But the desire is so strong. You look at the place and no, we're going to build something here. Yes. Strong desire. For me, if God doesn't want me to do something, he just stops me from having the desire. Now, now you're praying. He says, please, just hold on with this one. Because if it will, it will help me. It will, it will continue. I will do it. And faith is that strong. You know? <laughs> desire. Woo! So, you see, then after desire had conceived, it gives birth. You see, desire gives birth. While I'm talking to you here, you'll be saying under your breath, I will do big things. I will do big things. I'm not for small things. I will do big things. I'm not for small things. I'll do big things. I'll do big things. Sometimes you are pushing some people, you know, you are telling them, use this kind of venue. Use that. You know, even though they go and use the venue, it is still, something is lacking. The desire is not there. The desire is not there. They are looking for the easiest way out. But you need to help the words of your man of God help you to build a desire. 
A desire for big things. A desire for big things. A desire for big things. You start thinking of yourself. I'm not doing big things. I'm a cell leader that will not do small things. I'm, the, I'm that kind of cell leader that will not do small things. I will not just accept anything. So even though you, you, you might come to meet me with 10 members, I'm not there. That's not where I am. Even me, I know I'm not there. A strong desire. Hmm. Look at Job 32. I'm still reading the NIV. Verse 18. Now, hmm. Desire is about to bring forth. James chapter, sorry, Job chapter 32. I'm sure you're here. Yeah, it's time for big things. Yeah. He said, for I am full of words, and the spirit within me compels me. He said, I'm full of words. The spirit within me compels me. I'm full of words. You see, when desire conceives, words are coming out. I'm full of words. And the spirit within me compels me. There's such a strong desire. The spirit within me compels me. Oh! You know... When you are the place of desire, this is, where people, this is where people got it wrong. So we go a step further today. This is where they got it wrong. There was a desire. Right from the desire, they just went to do. Wrong. Desire will, first of all, help you to seek. Because the only reason why you cannot do it is because you don't know something about it or you don't have something about it. So, <laughs> desire takes you to seeking. Go to Psalm 27. Verse 4. He said, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. You see? It is what I desired that what I went to seek. When I started to desire, I didn't immediately go and look for it or go and do it. I began to seek. One thing I desired of the Lord. He didn't say I prayed. <laughs> one thing I desired, I told you yesterday, God hears your desire in the midst of your prayer. So one thing I desired, he said, after desiring it, I went to seek. When desire has conceived, it comes to its zenith, what do you do? You now go to inquire after you desire. After you desire, you seek. Now, are we using King James jargons? No. I'm going to be as practical as possible. When you desire and desire and desire and desire. Okay, look at Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Romans 10 verse 1. He said, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer. You see, my heart's desire and prayer. So desire will not move alone. I don't just go and start. It's my heart's desire and prayer. So we go back to what Jesus said. 
Mark eleven twenty four. What things soever ye desire when ye pray. Desire will take you into seeking. Proverbs 18 verse 1. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh. Seeketh. Through desire, a man, having separated himself. Because there's something about desire. If you're among people who are not desiring the same thing, you can't be there. <laughs> no, no, you can't be there. So he said, he said when there's a, a desire, there's a seeking. There's a seeking. You go into the place of prayer. You go into the place of prayer. Now, you are seeking something. Now, we are going another step further. The first prayer a cell leader will pray when he's asked to start a cell is not you have started a cell. The first prayer you went to pray, one hour I say, Father, thank you, thank you. Then the next thing, you are going for your cell meeting. No. You have not done seeking. You might want to have results, but you've not done seeking. What are you seeking for? Now, let me tell you something. When you pray, you need to understand heavenly material and earthly material. You see, earthly material, you are asking for members. There are no members in heaven. You are asking for money for venue. There's no money. They don't print money in heaven. Whatever you are asking for is not in heaven. Now, on the earth, on the earth, Whatever you are looking for is earthly material. You are looking for money, it's earthly material. You are looking for, for um, members, it's earthly material. You see, how are you going to have it? If God answers the prayer, what do you get? Do you get people? Do you get? No. You need to understand. Let's go according to how the Bible actually says it. In the Old Testament, anytime they ask God for something, you see, God has answered them, but not really. Every time... <laughs> Boy, boy, boy. Mm. Every time you ask God for something, what he gives you is Christ. No, no. Someone clapping. Someone wondering, hey, what's that? They asked for food. God gave them bread. Later, in the New Testament, realized that it was the bread of heaven. They asked for water. God gave them a rock. He said that rock was Christ. Every time you pray, what God gives you is Christ. What God gives you is Christ. There's no answer from heaven that is coming. What God gives you is Christ. Now, we need to now understand in what form is that Christ coming? 1 Corinthians 1. Verse 22. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Verse 23. He says, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. Verse 24, he says, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So anytime you pray, it is either it is coming in wisdom or it is coming in power. So it is the answer is coming as wisdom or power or both. That's why someone is looking for something to happen in a certain uh, 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 area. While he's praying, God says, gather the people like this. Go to this side. You see, Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. Go to Daniel chapter 9. Verse 
And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I'm not come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came. Not I will read you out. At the beginning of the supplication, what came was the commandment. He said, at the beginning, of the, we need to understand how God answers. Because sometimes God has answered and we are looking for something else. How does God answer? He answers by Christ. What God gave you is Christ. But you see, the thing is that Christ is a heavenly material that cannot be used on earth. So it comes in either wisdom or it comes in power. Power to make it happen or wisdom to, or wisdom to know how to make it happen. So when someone becomes a cell leader, he just, or he, he becomes a, 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 a church pastor. Now this is where the separation always happens. They say, through desire, a man having separated himself. There are some people that become cell leaders, and, you know, it's like, you can bring 200 people together, say, all these 200 people, you are cell leaders. Can I show you something? All right, look at something. At this point, if this has not been done, the cell does not exist. What's this? Jesus is about to start his ministry. He goes for 40 days. If this is not done, we can give you a cell name. The cell does not exist. What did the guy say, say in First Chronicles? He says, believe in the Lord, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. You see, these are the two things. The man of God can make the cell prosper, but he cannot establish it. What makes it established is when you go and meet God. God gives you a word. God gives you a grace. It is now the cell. Is now Some people will never have members because the cell is not recognized in the spirit. There are some churches that don't exist. They have a venue, but the church does not exist. That person will be a pushover. I mean, demons will just play with the cell. He will gather 10 members. They will scatter it tomorrow morning because the cell does not exist. Now, there are some people, they, you know, they, I remember, where is, where is AC? Where is AC Wood? Is she around? Yeah, that's, that's, she's there. Do you remember when she became a cell leader? She was thinking that she has friends, she has influence with the friends. She went to carry her friends. <laughs> eh? I listen. She went to carry her friends and brought them. I remember the friends, they all came. Not one, not one is still in church. Not one. Not one is still in church. When I was a cell leader, there are members of my cell who are today still in ministry. They are still today in ministry. Eh? Those who are not with me now, their siblings are with me. <laughs> That's how you know something that was born from God. That's how you know something that was born by prayer. It has eternal effect. Are you seeing? It has eternal effect. So she brought her friends. And yeah, her friends were coming, they were coming, they were enjoying the church, enjoying the church. 
One, one, one fight, all of them left. One fight. One fight. One fight, they all left. <laughs> Wilson, you're also sharing the same thing. You also taught uh, the way you used to do politics. That's how you go and gather people. Because at that time, the cell was not known. It is not, it is not recognized. It is not established. We said, oh, be a cell leader, but it is not established. You see, sometimes your biggest problem is what you know. So you know how to gather people. You'll be gathering the people. It has no eternal effect. There's, the cell is not established. It is not known in the realm of the spirit. Jesus did that. This is how Jesus introduced himself with this one. As you pray here, the name that, that God gives you there, in this place, the name God gives you is the name of the cell. Remove cell 57, cell 7. And that's, not, that's not what they know. Cell 7, cell 8. Yes, we'll call it that, but you have a name in the spirit. Or no name. This is where champions are made. In this place, when the person will say, go and become a, a PCF leader. The person now goes, he retreats and goes to God for establishment. At that time, the angels receive a memo, a memo. The demons receive a memo. This one can operate here. Say, so this one can operate here now. He has a name. Jacob is about to have a nation, a whole nation. The fulfillment of the prophecy given him. He has a contention with an angel. He thinks the, the problem is Esau. No, his, the problem is his name. The problem is his name. Say, so this thing that we want to do for you, you can't use Jacob to do it. You need a new name. The name is Israel, meaning content, God content. The meaning of Israel is God content. It means this result, I'm going to put it in plain English, this result came from a fight with God. If you cannot lock yourself for three days and put off your phone, you are not ready. So, brought her friends, brought her friends, brought her friends, brought her friends. Nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened. They all left. Then the Holy Ghost began to draw in. He said, no, this thing is prayers. Then she started praying. She started fasting. She started praying. She started praying. She started praying. She started praying. When you start praying like that, eh? The people that God will bring you, they might not look like it. You heard Gideon sharing his testimony. He says when he started praying, he said he met two people, just two people. Prior to that, you can roam. I, I pity people who go for soul winning and make themselves suffer. I pity. I was in a flight with you and I was telling you. I said, no. I was telling you, I said, I pity people who are just roaming. Roaming for nothing. I'm going for something. I'm going for something. When we're growing up, there was someone among us like that. He's winning so he can win 100 souls a day. Meanwhile, he was a PCF leader. Nobody was in his PCF. He can win 100 souls. He's wasting his time. You see, when you finish praying, when you, are, when you go out, you are guided to the right people because there's the right people. Because Christ is not only the power of God, it's the wisdom of God. So, desire will move you into prayer. It will move you into prayer. Then you now become a man of prayer. So, this first one, regional pastor said when he was made a cell leader, he took leave from his office for two weeks. Some of you take leave. 
to go and sleep. That is when you should be taking leave. You should tell you've been made a cell leader. You take leave. You know, because that, on, at that time, you see, that time, God will not only talk to you about the cell. That thing you are seeing as a cell is your future. There are people in that cell, you pray a prayer in 10 years, they will answer it. <laughs> people are just playing with us. Do you know, I met these people as little boys. If you saw them there, you disdain them. Many of them have become answers to prayers I've prayed later on. Cell. Why? It was born from the Spirit. In the place of prayer, in the place of fasting, as we prayed, as we fasted, God gave me a word. I can tell you what God said to me when I became a cell leader. I can tell you what he said to me when I became a PCF leader. When I became a PCF leader, he said, you will be a pace setter. That word did not only last as a PCF. Throughout my life, that's what has happened. He said, you'll be a pace setter. So that time, the name of my fellowship is royalties too. In the realm of the spirit, all angels, all demons know that he's a pace setter. So the cell leader, first of all, retreats. He retreats and goes into a prayer of consecration. Why? Because at that time, he's looking for establishment. There has to be an alarm concerning his cell. There has to be something concerning. Now, what about if you inherited a cell? Maybe your cell leader traveled. They say you are the new cell leader. You cannot borrow it. Because you will notice that the day you became a cell leader, everybody started rebelling. The day you became the pastor, everybody is looking at this person. Who is this one too? Why? The license has been taken away. You have to go for fresh license. That's the first prayer. The next one <laughs> will now become persistent prayer cloud. What's a persistent prayer cloud? Now, this, this prayer of consecration is not one, one that you might do a lot because how many times did you just do 40 days prayer? Not many times. That one might happen periodically. Maybe sometime after two years, you do again. After three years, you do again. But this other one, which is the persistent prayer cloud, is prayer that you are going to store up for it to get full. And those prayers, when they are being made persistently, sometimes religiously, sometimes, you know, like this whole thing of, today I'm feeling like praying, tomorrow I'm feeling like, no, that, that's not how they do it. This particular one, whether you are seeing results or not, you need to be doing it. This particular one, whether you are seeing results or not, you need to be on it. Because sometimes those clouds take a year to be full. That year will happen and your season will come, but if there's no water in the cloud, nothing will come down. Okay. Now, I'll, I'll give you an example. Now, once I'm talking, I want to give you examples. I'll re examples so you don't think that this one is the only person I know. This lady over here, Dr. Gifty, she came complaining to me. Pastor, my, my PCF. She took over someone's PCF. Pastor, my PCF. They are not responding. They are not responding. They are not responding. Me, all I will do is console you. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. They are not responding. They are not responding. They are not responding. Hmm. And she continued. They are not responding. They are not responding. They are not responding. They are not responding. Number one, 
when you are praying for people who are not responding, first of all, move on. While you are praying for them, move on. Because they are probably not the people God wants to answer the prayer with and you are standing there. The chief of moving on is Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 10. <laughs> Verse 16. Sorry. Sorry, verse 22. Sorry, verse 22. Let's go. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. Now, Jesus says, verse 23, but when they persecute you in this city, flee into another. He didn't say stay there and die. <laughs> the, perse- the, the members are persecuting you. You go and win new people. Do you, know, do you know the new person God has for you somewhere? Be praying for them. Move on. Pastor, oh my, mess up, no, my messages. We knew us. <laughs> move on. Tell someone to move on. Move on. Well, because it is inconsistent with scripture for one member to hold down the whole church. One person says not doing again. The whole church has come to a halt. You are not called. If you are the one who, are, who is called, they should later come and look after three months and say, hey, the person moved though. But it's moving on. Yeah, then they'll be looking for how to join. It has happened this year several times. Later they come and they come and meet. Hey, the place that we met, uh, there were 200. Now there are 1,000. Like, and at the time they were leaving, some of them thought that if I leave, my whole cell will leave and everybody will leave. You are joking. <laughs> you understand? Why? Because this cell, the accreditation is coming from God. Yeah. One human being cannot hold it. So, there are some pastors... Keyboardists left. They thought the church has collapsed. I'll be praying for you, oh, oh Father. All the souls who have left. Lord, help them. Help them. Help them. But me, the cell, you can't hold it. What if the person has majority of the, of the people in the cell under him? You will prove that you were called. That's what to prove that you were called. Because she was telling me, you're not responding. You're not responding. I told her. Give to what did I tell you? Give me the microphone. Now, you know, this is all leaders' conference. You want to share real stories. What did I tell you? Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. You told me that if they are not responding, I should move on. There are other people. God can use other people in the fellowship. Then the lady began to pray. One time, to let you know that she began to praise, one time I was going to pray on a certain park. I went to meet her. For you to know that she's not, it's not people who are saying, I'm praying. No, this one, you have seen it. It was in your absence. She was praying. She began to pray. How often are you praying? Technical team, are they in your fellowship? I'm full of words. I'm full of words. I'm full of words. So, so much desire. I'm full of words. Said my spirit in me is, is, is compelling me. Something is happening inside me. And so much desire. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. Kakapola. You know, sometimes you can go and meet somebody. You go and meet somebody. You know, uh, uh, the person is having a cell and the person is praying for a cell. The way he's praying, you can know that there's no desire. You want to see somebody who wants a change, you see him in tears. 
<laughs> when you hear his tongues and his body movement, you can see desire. He's looking for a change. Sister, if I knock you, <laughs> I give to you. Talk to her. Sir, please, I need a hundred day prayer. A hundred day prayer. Yes, please, sir. A hundred days of prayer. Yes, please, sir. <laughs> Before, when you call for a fellowship meeting, fellowship meeting, how many people appear? Before? Like four. Four. I'm coming. Before, when you call for fellowship meeting, how many are you? Like four. Four. Less than ten. Your last fellowship meeting, how many were you? Seventy-four. <laughs> Day one, you were, pray, you were praying. You said, I'm going to see a change. I'm going to see a change. I'm going to see a change. Day one, you were praying. Day two, you prayed halfway. Day three, you were asleep. Ah. When later you come and say that, Pastor, I've been praying. You have been praying where? Where have you been praying? And sometimes, pastors, you are too in a hurry to call the church to join the prayers. You are too in a hurry to call the church to join. You need to fix it first. Bible says, and Jacob was left alone. You are not left alone. Every time people are around you. But Jesus knew the, the division between the 70. He knew where to let the 12 stop. He knew to let, where to let the 3 stop. He knows where it is only him that can prevail. And Jesus was alone. 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 You're going to make impact. You see? If you're going to make impact... You have to commit yourself to praying. Sometimes you are a cell executive. Let me tell you, this is where God picks men. You are a cell executive. You're not a cell leader. But you see the way the cell is going. Every day, two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three. You start praying for your cell leader. You are praying. You're not a cell leader yet. You'll be praying. You'll be praying. God will pick you. God will pick you and do something in your life that you never knew where it's going to come from. Yeah. If you're going to make impact, you have to be militant. You see, there has to be something about you. You have to be militant. Sometimes you are even seen a certain level. You see, numbers mean something in the spirit. You know, ah, this person, you're, you're having now, you're having 30 members. Ah, cool, am I? Eh? 30 members? I want to move to 100. I want to move to 100. Then you begin to pray. Don't go and pray with yourself for now. Leave them. Leave them. Leave them. At the beginning of church, when I started this church, I, I was not calling for prayer meeting. I never prayed with them. Whether program, no. I never prayed. It's later that a lot of people came. I had to teach them how to pray. I never like praying with people. Because many of you don't know why I lie down when I'm praying. Usually doing all night. Because me praying with people is not my thing. Praying with people is not my thing. Because I can't even hear God. You have to hear your voice. Why? What's that? So sometimes when I call myself in there like that, I achieve that room thing. Close my eyes. I'm hearing myself. One hour you come and meet me there. Two hours you come and meet me there. Three hours you come and meet me there. Four hours you come and meet me there. I pray for a while. I listen to messages for a while. I pray for a while. I listen to messages for a while. I pray for a while. I move to the second day. I continue. I move to the third day. I continue. I move to the fourth day. Ah, on the fourth day, then God speaks to me. People will look up to yourself. God has given me the answer. From the day you began to make those applications, the commandment came. Be on your feet. Sekola <laughs> makabalaba. 
malakoshe balabai. This is where the change happens. When you pray like this, no, before, when you were, when you were a PCF leader, no results. You give you a microphone for me. Uh, they are all here. No results. No results. You know, today, let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm not only admonishing you to pray, you are going with prayer. No, you didn't hear me. No. You are going, you are going, something of prayer has fallen on you. I'm going with prayer. You're going with prayer. You're going with prayer. You see that tonight you are not able to sleep. And the day is going forward. You, you, you are not seeing you are not seeing any results. Let, let me hear. You are not seeing any results. Yes, Pastor. Huh? Yes, Pastor. So please, um, this one it's actually it was at um an all night with you. Yeah. And um you know, said so there are some so I can say can say. So you broke me and I um, I didn't go home. I was down night. It was just Pastor Beck and I. And after the night, I sat down by the riverside. And she asked me if I would go. I said, I go. I said, I'm, I'm not going home. But she came to meet me at the bus stop sitting down. I sat down. I was wondering, God, what was going on? I left the bus stop, went, went to a room. I was there the whole day. I, I was just, you know, there's no prayer of hard words. Like, I was just crying. Hey, God, ah, yeah. Then I'm, then I'm crying. I'm crying. By the time, the day ended, full 24 hours that ended. Before then, my fellowship was called virtual fellowship. Virtual fellowship? Yeah. You know, like Brother Gitsu said, you know, when he was saying this, because he was my member, so I knew that he picked it from the, like, members globally. But then, when the Spirit of God was speaking to me, um, in the Spirit of God spoke to me that it's not just about having members globally, but then he said, you have been enthroned. And I called two of my members, my assistant and Brother Stephen and Sister Symphony, and I told them that, you know, truly we've been enthroned. And we went for a prayer. I, I now called them for a prayer meeting. We went to pray for five hours. When we prayed, you know, the Bible says that the, 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 the shout of the king was in the midst. You know, there were, the, you could tell the presence of God. And then I, I could sense the burden of something. It kept on to prayer. You know, that was in the month of June. That month of June, like in the ministry, every month is the month of prayer. It, it kicked off a prayer thing in my life. And you know, I started praying every day, at least four hours, five hours, and all night, every day. Till May 2019. So, till May 2019. So, you know, in doing all these things, you know, I was not just praying and sitting in my house. You know, as I was praying, I was moved desire. And one of the things that the prayer did to me was it caused me to have the right materials. It caused me to hear the right things from you. And sometimes I was so aware that you would say some things because I had been praying some prayers. You know, sometimes people come to church and they come to meetings with a great man of God like you and say, We are not, we don't prepare our hearts to receive. It's like, so any service, I used to pray Friday, I used to pray Monday to Friday, Saturday I'm praying, Sunday in the morning I'm praying, and I'm praying for myself, I'm praying for my members. So you know, sometimes I pray with scriptures that as they come, something should fall upon them. If today if my members are in church and they are all doing big things, you know, sometimes we are we are we are who we are because of our parents. I'm who I am because of you. When I hear your story of you praying for almost six months, like having like praying and fasting for almost six months, I'm thinking, so there's a song by 
Sister, sister Wisdom in the ministry about the man of God, Pastor Chris, and there's a line that says, you know, you give yourself to make it all easy. He said, you know, we, um, as leaders, we give ourselves to make it easy for our members. As PCF leaders, we give ourselves to make oh. it easy for our members. And that's the life. So you, say, say you told me something. He said, you, you told me something. He said, Rich King, he said, don't, say, I mean, I, I, since, since I entered university, he said, I mean, the only time I, I was probably kind of, was was my first two months, three months in school, and even now I was still going to church. I was I was I was in church all the time. But um, so ever since FOC started that November 2017, and you know, um, so I want to thank you so much. So you shaped my mind. You know, you made me. I didn't want to be like anybody else again. I mean, there were so many times when people were going to class. I'll, I'll go to class after class. I was in that class. I told myself I have to go and learn this thing for the sake of the poor are coming and I, I mean i saw myself as somebody that you know god could use so I, i'd have to go and separate myself so you, you put a scripture the proverbs 18 verse 1 when i had finished doing it i now started teaching this thing to my members in 2020 lockdown uh, we had a whatsapp group you know it was, it was a page called team we had named the team and we told ourselves this was the golden generation of leaders and we, we, we would pray, and I shared a scripture with them from that proverbs 18 verse 18. It says, it says true um, desire. It says, a man having separated himself, he's intermediate with all kinds of wisdom. So there were so many things that we didn't know how to do. But then, by desire, there's there certain times, you know, I'll be somewhere, you know, praying for days. I'll be in my room praying for days. I haven't gone anywhere. I haven't eaten. You know, during lockdown, I was even funny. So I had so slim. So I saw some of my old videos. Someone posted a video yesterday about, so you, so you want to take pens. You know, sometimes some soldiers want to do something. Sometimes we think um, it's by a grace. You know, sometimes we hear some people say, oh, you know, the grace of God works. So I, I, I believe in the grace of God. I, I believe I'm grace so because I'm under you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a son of grace. Like, I'm, I'm in the ministry. You know, this ministry is a whole ministry of grace. So, but there's something that well, you, you, you listen to me like Brilliant Prayer Pastor Chris says his niece is, is darker than you, you hear some of these things and you're wondering what should we do like we must flow in, in these footsteps I mean so in pen, so we brought results so as I was even talking about pen, now you gave birth to how many fellowships so please when I was leaving I had given birth to eight fellowships You are not clapping well, though. Listen. Sometimes we talk too much. Where are his fellow? Where are the people we give it to? Come forward. From the depths of Lord, I see all your Listen to the story. Are you seeing him? When his fellowship was not doing, when he was praying, praying, one day God told him to go and win souls at the mall. That's him. That's the person he went to meet at the mall. That's the person he went to win at the mall. you have to be very grateful to this young man he gave birth to you
Lift your voice. Let's let's. Yeah. 